Hello, my name is Michael Parsh, and I am your lovable, indetentive host for this podcast, Living in a Michael Parsh World. Welcome to episode number five. Is this a milestone episode? No, it's just episode number five. In this episode, I will talk about living with ADHD indetentive type. I might even talk about what that means. Today's episode is brought to you by the Greek letters Pi and Gamma, the number 42, and the random phrase, beating a dead horse. Alright, for those of you new to the podcast, or don't remember, or can't remember the last time you listened to this podcast, the random phrase feature means I will use that random phrase somewhere in the podcast. I'm technically supposed to just use it in a sentence, but something like beating a dead horse, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to use in a sentence or not. So I think we'll just, I don't know, we'll see how it goes. All right. Well, where do we start? I, Michael Parsh, your lovable host, has ADHD. That's probably not a surprise to the people that listen to this podcast on a regular basis, because you all know me, and I think I've been pretty clear that I have ADHD. Not ADD, ADHD. HD. I have the H. I have known that I have ADHD for quite a while, probably around 20 years. In the next chapter, I'll talk a little bit about how I was identified formally and as having ADHD. Formal diagnosis of ADHD as an adult. So I was not identified as having ADHD as a child. I Back in my day, that didn't exist. Anyways, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Here's the story. So our oldest son, who I won't use their real names, but I'll I'll just use sort of pseudo-inserted names. Our oldest son, Pucus, was identified as having ADHD somewhere in grade school. He went through a process, I can't remember the details of which, but basically was identified as having ADHD and, uh, you know, he had to go through some testing. So when Lucas was identified as having ADHD, um, we went through all the symptoms and all the indicators, you know, that one fits, this one fits, this is, this is, you know, we got pages and pages of long winded reports that I'm sure I read every single line on, but I probably just looked at the highlights and it hit me, wait a minute, like 80% of his symptoms, I do. It was like a light bulb went off in my head. And that was before LED light bulb. So this was an incandescent light bulb, which meant would have meant it was hot. It was probably like one of those light bulbs that did 50, 100, 150 watts. Like I just went from 50, 100 watts, 150 watts. It was glowing like this huge light bulb went off. Like I said, I think I must have hit 80% of the same symptoms that Pucus had. And that he was um, displaying. And that light bulb moment was fascinating for me. So then I went to see my lovely family doctor, who sent me off to see someone else, who when I had an appointment with this other person, I don't remember what they were. They went. I went through a whole bunch of testing and surveys. No, no hydroshock therapy, but went through a process, filled out forms, answered questions. And um, I was identified as having ADHD with a specific focus on intentiveness. 
I can say inattentiveness. Maybe I can't say it. Anyways, that's what I have. What is inattentive ADHD? Well, by definition, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD, inattentive type in adults, is people with ADHD of the inattentive type have trouble paying attention to details, are easily distracted, often have trouble organizing or finishing tasks, and often forget routine chores such as paying the bills or um, returning phone calls, returning emails. There are three aspects of the definition of the inattentive type of ADHD that I want to focus on in the second half of this episode. I'm actually planning in the first half of the episode to what I'm going to talk about in the second half of the episode. I know, this is, this is getting to be somewhat organized. Those three things are... I should probably look up a drum roll sound effect here. Trouble paying attention to details. Easily distracted. Trouble finishing tasks. For those of you that know me, I know you'll be shocked to hear that I have trouble paying attention to details. Easily distracted and I have trouble finishing tasks. But, you know... I do have to say it. I do have to say something during this podcast. So, that's that's the definition. That's how I fit in it. Patterns and routines. So, I'll get, it. I'll get more into my workarounds of having ADHD in a separate podcast, I think. It's probably enough stuff for me to talk about so I can host a separate podcast on that. I think so, anyways. But for right now, I'll talk about patterns and routines as a kind of sneak peek. So I'll do my best to follow the same patterns and routines on a regular basis. An example, I always put my keys and my wallet in my Faraday box for a couple of reasons. Oh, I should probably change that. I shouldn't reference reference Faraday. I should, um, okay, we'll change the name to Haraday. I'll put them in my Haraday box um, for a couple of reasons. The reasons really are, I don't want people to steal the signal off my fob of the Highlander. But also, if I put my keys and my wallet in the same spot, I know that they're there. I won't go looking for them. I won't get distressed that I don't know where they are. Um, because I do, I panic. If I don't know where my keys and my wallet are, I lose my shit. I can't do anything else until I sort of straighten that out. At the cottage, I put my keys and my wallet in the same spot. It's a different spot than it's at home, but it's still the same spot. If I go to a hotel room, I make sure that I put my keys, my wallet, and my phone all in the same spot. Corner of a table, by the TV, like it's always the same spot. I always go there. It's, it's like the first, one of the first steps I do um, when I get into a hotel is to figure out where that spot's going to be. I also follow routines. Um... Whenever I'm coming home, I've got a Pavlovian response. Oh, sorry, I should change the name to protect the innocent. I've got a Pavlovian response uh, when I have to go pee. Probably has nothing to do with it. It has nothing to do with ADHD. It's that Pavlovian response to coming home, and I think I have to pee. But it's still a routine, <coughs> and I'll probably talk about other workarounds. In another episode of 
living in the Michael Parsh world. Wait, is that a shameless plug for the podcast, Living in a Michael Parsh World? Oh my God, I think it is. That's absolutely terrible to have a shameless plug for me living in a Michael Parsh world. In the middle of this podcast, Living in a Michael Parsh World, it's kind of like I'm trying to monetize on myself. But besides, wait, what am I talking about? I think I got distracted again. Anyways, I started talking about... Oh, I'm going to have to pause and go back. Hold on, hold on. That shameless plug was actually a sign of distractibility and inattentiveness. I started to think about something else. I thought about, oh, it'd be funny to laugh and joke about me plugging my own podcast in the middle of my podcast. Has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, patterns and routines, except I probably have a pattern or routine of going on on sidebars. So I guess that is a pattern and routine. I also have a pattern, uh, routine of when I, how I prepare this podcast. So I have a format out of the podcast in Evernote uh, that I apply to a new note, and then I figure out the topics, the topic, the chapters, and then I start to dictate out what I'm going to say. I don't like typing. Typing, if I were to type, it would be bad. But anyways, I use dictation to type my notes kind of hear myself verbalizing what I'm saying, then from that I record my lovely voice in various formats. Right now I'm recording on an iPad, not sure if the sound is going to be any better or worse, but we're going to try to stay on topic. So I do that routine and I save my notes in the same place and all that. I try not to squirrel But this laptop is getting hot on my crotch. I know. I think my crotch is something... Oh. The people in the sound booth are telling me that I should not be discussing my crotch. Okay. Um, Maybe if I change the name. My rotular region um, gets really hot with this laptop on it. Because I guess I'm doing a lot of stuff on it. And... I'm wearing shorts, if you can picture that, or if you don't, can't picture it. And it's getting really freaking hot, so I think it's, <coughs> sorry, it's me working too hard. I'm starting to cough, so I'm going to have to take a little bit of a quick pause here. Please hold. Please continue to hold. Your call is important to us. Thank you for holding. You are number 100 in the queue. Thank you podcast to continue. Next thing I want to talk about is hyper-focus. Um, so if you're listening to a previous cod, po- podcast, cod past, cod podcast, <laughs> I don't know what a codcast would be. What would that be? Uh, you're throwing out a cod or a cod piece. A codcast is probably, a, you know, a, mm, I can't say the word, but something the erection. Um, but a podcast is what we're doing here. So, time for another definition. What is hyperfocus? Hyperfocus is a highly focused attention that lasts a long time. You concentrate on something so hard that you lose track of everything else going on around you. 
Doctors often see hyperfocus in people who have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, ADHD. Okay. So let me give you an example of myself in a hyperfocused state. Let's say I've got to paint a bedroom. Bedrooms around here really need painting. And the one that really needs painting is Bandrews. It has, hasn't been painted in a long time. So let's pretend that I'm going to paint his bedroom and would go get all the supplies I needed for the, the, for the painting. Excuse me. I'd start to tape. I'd get the room ready. And I'd put on some music. And then I'd start painting. And while I'm painting, I usually get super hyper-focused in what I'm doing. Not because it's difficult, cutting around the board, board, borders of the room, grabbing my roller, painting, make sure I don't put too much paint on, too little paint on. It is not physic. It is not mentally demanding, but I focus so much on it that I become in this sort of hyper-focused state. And then what happens is someone will interrupt me and say, Hey, Michael, lunch is ready. Or, Hey, Michael, want an ice cream? Or, Hey, Michael, what you doing? And when someone interrupts me, I'll often uh, um, react harshly, uh, like like I'm broken out of a trance or something, and, and it's really difficult. It's like I've been slapped in the face, but it's really because I'm losing hyper focus, and it takes it takes my head. Um, it's difficult for me, um, and sometimes people are just asking me how it's going, and I respond in such an aggressive way that it, it it's not a pleasant interaction and really I'm just trying to I'm just breaking out of hyper focusness and uh I know it's gotten better over the years but it's not pleasant. Now I do have to report based on listener feedback that I'm apparently better at getting out of a hyper focused state than I was say ten years ago. Thank you, Hevi um, for that listener feedback. It's really appreciated, and we try to incorporate listener feedback into all our podcasts here on Living in a Michael Parsh World as much as we can. Wow, we've reached the midpoint of this super exciting podcast, so let's take a look in our backpack of topics to see what we've talked about. Well, we've discussed that I, your lovable host, have ADHD, that I was formally diagnosed with ADHD as an adult, that I have inattentive ADHD, that I like to like like to follow patterns and routines, and I hyper focus. That's what we talked about so far in episode five of Living in a Michael Parsh World. So coming up in future episodes of Living in a Michael Parsh World, what I've learned so far in developing and producing Living in a Michael Parsh World podcast. Um, how did I become a meme? That's actually going to be a fun one for me because as I dove into that topic, I realized that I'd been a meme for a while, but it wasn't until 2022 that I formally identified as a meme. I came out of the closet, so to speak, as a meme. And then, uh, as I promised, we'll talk about ADHD workarounds. Not solutions, but workarounds. All right, folks, we're coming to the point of the show where we... Cold, we pull up a random song, so let me just cue that up. All right, ready? Got it queued up. Follow the random song generator, and this is what we get.
Huh. For those of you who don't know, that song is called Get Lucky by Daft Punk. Um, it starts out sounding really disco, which uh, is not a super uh, exciting genre for me. But we do get into it. It's got that, you know, the sort of funky talking. And I like that. I kind of like that. So, ugh, sorry, my my tongue is a little dry. Oh, I do like that. We'll give it, uh, we'll give, I like Daft Punk. So, and that's funny, that's a random, random song. But uh, we'll give that, <coughs> we'll give that intro a good 8 out of 10. Beating a dead horse. Aha, the secret phrase. Well, um, it's not really the secret phrase. It's trying to. I can't get the, I can't uh, put that into a sentence unless I said, oh, well, uh, you've been talking about ADHD so much, it's like beating a dead horse. But I kind of wanted to dig into that phrase, beating a dead horse. What does that mean to me? So, all right, how do I figure out what that phrase means to me? So I will picture myself lying in a field of elderberries, and a dead horse in the end of the field. I get up and I start walking to the horse and I close my eyes and I get to the dead horse and I see that it's been beaten. And I don't know what to think. That's terrible. That's that's not good that you'd that you'd beat a dead horse. I don't know. I don't I don't I can't really think of anything. Like nothing else comes to mind. Nothing rude comes to mind. Which, I don't know if you people know, the people that know me, me not being able to come up with a rude connotation is, uh, holy fuck, that's impossible. Anyways, I think that's, I can't say anything else about it. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick pause here, come back. Alright, we're back. Today we're gonna talk about, now we're gonna talk about noise distractions and easily distracted. So... For those of you who don't know, I get easily distracted by noise. If there's too much background noise going on, it doesn't matter how loud it is or how quiet it is. If there's a rhythmic noise going on or tick, 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 or some, something, it can get my attention and you cannot get my attention on what you're saying with that background noise going on. I just get completely distracted. So let me give you one example. Um, we've got our, we had our grand fish Trevor living with us for a while here this summer of 2022. Oop. Uh, our grand fish. Oh, no, he's, he's a fish, so I, I don't have to change their name. And um, he had a tank of water, and the water would trickle through the, the filter. And when it was in the kitchen, people would talk to me, and they'd be, they'd be right in front of me. We'd be talking about something I'd be interested in. And I would hear the trickle, and I, my mind would wander. I could not concentrate on the conversation going on in front of me. didn't matter how important it was. Um, it's, it's not even like the sound is so much... It, it, it's, it's too much, overwhelming. It just, it just catches my attention. It catches my attention. It's hard to get my attention away from it. So, let's talk about my career. So let's talk about my career as a technology manager and now a project manager kind of person. 
So part of that role is you're planning out projects. You need to know the technical details of things in both the project plans, the technical details, the issues and risks. You have to pay attention to the details. You know, sometimes with the data import, you have to look, go field by field, line by line, look at the exact requirements that you're bringing in. You have to be able to articulate that down into a fine level of detail. Would that surprise you that someone with an inattentive form of ADHD ends up in that field? Well, it sure surprises me. Um, it does surprise me because I am in that field. And I do have trouble on occasion. I do get trouble with attention to detail, and that's a big part of my job. But I can hyper-focus on a solution on the details and get to the solution and get to the nitty-gritty, and I can do that, and that's great. But if I have to review that later on, and I'm not in that hyper-focused state, then it's kind of painful for me to go back and review the details and look at the changes. So it's... it. It has caused me difficulty in my career, um, but it's also been beneficial. So, attention to detail is one of my Achilles heels. It's one of the parts of my ADHD inattentive type. Would I ever tell anyone at work? Nope. I've told my friends, but most people, I, that is not something I bring up. Um, so our next chapter is trouble finishing tasks unless I hyper-focus. So, um, so to follow up on the difficulty of finishing tasks unless I hyper-focus, um, sometimes I'll get 80% of the way through a task, but I can't get it finished. I just can't. And I need to be able to hyper-focus to get the task done sometimes. Sometimes I can get the first 80% done without hyper-focusing, but in order to finish it, I need to hyper-focus. Um, all right, well, our sponsors... Okay, we don't really have any sponsors. It's just a segue into the next point. Really want me to tell you that this is not a fundamental flaw in myself as a terrible project manager role. It's just me being critical of myself, and there's times when I haven't been able to focus on the details, and that's when I'd be critical about myself. Next chapter is planning paralysis. Really is a is a an additional level of detail in the trouble of finishing tasks, but I'll, you know, get part of the way through a project, I finish off the details, and I want to then focus on the details, focus on the plans, um, how I'm going to do it, draw it. Think about it some more. Draw it again. Figure out the, 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 all the supplies I have. Go get the supplies. Do all the planning work, but not actually finish the project. At the cottage, I've got a couple small little projects where I've had the supplies for a year, maybe two, but I haven't just been able to or wanting to complete the work. So... That's another area where I sometimes have difficulties. But if I take that first step, sometimes that helps me get all of the things done. So, you know, that taking that first step, that put one foot in front of the other, and soon you'll be walking out the door, that's, 
that is something cool. All right. Well, we're getting near the end of this uh, this podcast, and I am reminisce. Our show is sponsored by a couple of Greek letters and the number 42, and technically it's sponsored by the letters pi and gamma and the number 42. And how can I have an episode focused on the number 42 without talking about the significance of the number 42? 42, I mean, that's the, the answer to, to everything. So in Douglas Adams' said in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy trilogy, quadrilogy, quad, fiveology, however many episodes there were, he wrote that the, the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 42. And how can we have an episode about the number 42 without talking about Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy had a profound impact on me during my teenage years. I loved all the stories. I loved all the premise of Zaphod Beetlebrox and Arthur Dent and just about everything about those stories. The ridiculousness, the, the, the zany storylines that went off in tangents. But they'd always come back to the same premises. Like, you know, two books later, you'd come back to the Babelfish in your ear and you'd go, how is... This is just insane. Anyways, I love those books. And I I just have to shout out to Douglas Adams and the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy series because I think it's, it's, it's brilliant. And for those of you that don't know, the reference in my closing, So Long and Thanks for All the Fish, comes directly from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And that's how much I loved the books. And I loved... Like, there was a British TV show... Uh, series on Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which was cheesily made, but very interesting. Um, I didn't like the most recent movie, but hey, what can I say? That sound, that makes me sound like an old guy. So in the second half of the episode, we talked about beating a dead horse, although we did not beat a dead horse. We did not beat anything during the episode. Nothing was beaten during the course of this episode. Noise distractions. We talked about my career as a technology manager and how that Sub doesn't seem to fit with my ADHD and attentiveness. Hey, I said it. Uh, we talked about t- trouble finishing tasks unless I hyper-focused. We talked about plan- planning paralysis. And we talked about the wonderful number 42 in the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Well, I guess that's it. Wow, we've come to the another end of another episode. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. Special thanks to the Greek letters Pi and Gamma and the number 42 and the random phrase beating a dead horse. Okay, yeah, so long and thanks for all the fish from me, Michael Parsh, your special guest host of this episode of Living in a Michael Parsh World.